right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Welcome to the pitch. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland, that's it. <laughs> that's how we pitch the pitch, man. Just yeah, that's just good. straight up. Welcome to the pitch. All right. Um this week, uh you know, why 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 uh commence with the pleasantries, man? Let's just get right up into it, you know what I mean? So uh this week we are doing our idea of what should be done with Transformers since our movie of the week is Transformers uh, The Lost Knight. Hold on. You need to sell this. Sell it. Each week we take our movie of the week that we've we've watched, regardless of whether it's good or bad or indifferent, and we come up with our own idea for what we think the movie should be or an alternative take. Like if Transformers were a good movie, you know, yeah. What would we have done differently? Or have we if we had a chance to make a movie about giant robots, like would we have make a Voltron movie or something like that? Yeah. Not necessarily remaking the movie, but in this case, yes. We are remaking the movie. So, by the way, um, Mike and I both believe that we have a better idea of how to do a Transformers movie, right. especially uh, in relation to the newest Transformers movie that just came out that we saw. Exactly. So, uh, here is Mike's. I will come afterwards. Alrighty. So, my idea is to no, take... your pitch. My idea <laughs> is to take the Transformers as they were. As you saw them in the, as everybody knows them from the 80s cartoon. Uh Okay. So just remember that when I'm throwing my pitch out there, all of the Transformers are in their classic Generation 1 looks. Yeah, 1984 or whatever looks. Yeah. Right. So we fade in. A door opens, but we only see a face. Familiar, yet alien. It's Megatron. He's being fitted with a collar. He looks at his right arm. For a brief moment, there's a glow where that cannon on his right arm should be. It shimmers into appearance and then disappears. Megatron is frustrated. This collar dampens his ability to create and call forth his destructive weapons. You hear a crowd outside. We hear we hear a crowd outside. They're cheering, throwing things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what a crowd does in a gladiatorial combat arena. Yes. We hear in loud, loud voice, I bring you, and everyone goes silent, Megatron. The robot steps out into the arena, looks around, and raises his hand, a gladiator relishing his audience in this arena, like he is king shit. Another robot standing to the right of Megatron is Shockwave, a former senator turned insurgent against the established order. Shockwave was a pawn of the corruption that has taken over Cybertron. He stands apart from Megatron a bit. Stark contrast, but an equal. Megatron looks over at him. We will be triumphant this day, and Cybertron will be ours. They exchange small talk mostly about how Shockwave is not really pulled into Megatron's idea of we will get out of this and we're going to rule the universe type of you know speech. But Megatron is persuasive. Soon enough, the battle starts, and during the middle of the fight, as if on command, Megatron's collar sparks and falls off. Megatron calls forth his devastating arm cannon, and the fight is finished quickly. 
Soundwave appears in the arena yelling for Megatron and Shockwave to escape as the authorities are coming. There's mass hysteria and panic. Everybody's running and everything else. Shooting at everything, they escape into the dark recesses of the Gladiator Arena. Uh, being chased by the authorities, more of Megatron's allies show up and another battle breaks out as they um, blow out the back end of the arena. As Megatron escapes, we are introduced to Orion Pax and, and another robot named Ariel. Cybertronian law officers. They chase after Megatron and his crew. We come to find out that Orion Pax and Ariel are two of the leading law enforcement agents um, that cyber, for, for Cybertron. And, you know, they're the heroes, right? So they chase Megatron all the way to a storage facility where there's a great firefight. As they reach the facility, um, Megatron is heading to a specific area. What's there is unknown. There is a fight that is reminiscent of the battle from Transformers, the movie 1986, where uh, Orion Pax gets the upper hand on Megatron, and as Megatron is pleading for his life, he's slowly reaching for a gun that had been dislodged from another one of the uh, officers. Pax is about to end the fight, but what he doesn't know is that Megatron is basically monologuing. He's stalling for time, you know, you know. He's pleading for his life. As he's monologuing, Megatron's able to pick up the hidden gun, but Ariel tries to stop him. As he takes her prisoner, he shoots at Orion Pax. No monologuing, no nothing. Picks up the gun, shoots him, and fatally wounds him. Megatron escapes, grabbing whatever it is in the storage locker, destroying the facility, and leaving no trace of whatever is, whatever it was he was after. And in that case, because i got to fix this now, uh, Ariel, side uh, blue streak, Oops, spelled that wrong. And Ironhound, Ironhound, Ironhide are there. And they bring Pax to a local guy. I can never remember his name. A local guy? Uh, what's his name? Uh, glad I can uh, edit this shit out, huh? <laughs> the fuck is his name? Is someone the one who uh, repairs? Yes. Ratchet? No. We had this discussion I yesterday. Know. So that's that's and you, and you said the same exact thing. I know. So the, the, you should know the answer now. Then it's uh, fucking Christ. Deja vu. I know. This really pisses me off. <laughs> um, uh, Alpha Trion. Thank you, Alpha Trion. Um, because there's no time to waste. In getting Orion Pax fixed, he is dying and is in need of repair quickly. There we go. And we fade out. So you take him to the local guy, fade out. And then we fade in. A pair of hands removes a grate, and two Autobots, Wheeljack and Bumblebee, appear from below. Bumblebee is holding several long glowing rods. The two Autobots have a conversation which brings us all up to date. Cybertron is low on energy and they are going to need to find a new source if they want to continue to fight and eventually win the battle and repair Cybertron to its glory days. Wheeljack converts. All the Transformers at this point are kind of advanced looking starships and vehicles. Bumblebee converts as well and they head off to their headquarters which is called Iacon. We travel with them through Cybertron. Smoke rises in the distance from several diff different places, and it seems like it's going to be easy going, but Cybertron is a magnificent-looking planet. Gleaming roads and buildings, some powered, most not. But again, 
there is that whole overwhelming feeling of battle going on. You see explosions happening in the distance and this and that and the other thing. And then if you kind of look closely, you notice that the roads are in disrepair, uh, rusted out in mm-hmm. some places. It's, it's not as pretty as you first think it is. As they travel back to their headquarters, Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp are blocking the road. A tremendous fight breaks out, but the Autobots are able to break through. Um, even though Bumblebee is injured during the fight, the Decepticons give chase. The Autobots are able to elude them by heading underground, taking an alternate route to Iacon. The Decepticons break off attack and head home because uh, they got to report to Megatron. And the Autobots make it to Iacon to deliver the rods to Optimus Prime, whom we find out later on it used to be Orion Pax. Outside of Iacon, Soundwave, hidden in the shadows, sends out Laserbeak to spy on the Autobots as he sees Wheeljack and Bumblebee arrive. Uh, and he wants to find out what's going on. Prime and the Autobots are talking about finding a new source of energy to continue the war. So waiting for Wheeljack and Bumblebee to return, they prepare to launch from Cybertron in the Ark to search for this new source. But they need those rods in order to power their spaceship. To cut to the Decepticons, where they are also discussing a new source of energy as they watch the feed come in from Laserbeak. And if the Autobots have found it, they're going to follow them, kill them, and steal it, which leads to an argument between Starscream and Megatron about exactly how they're going to do this and why not just stay on Cybertron, you know, and then send out, you know, advanced recon teams to be able to locate and then bring all that stuff back. But Megatron's like, we got to watch and wait. we got to find out what's going on. Soon enough, the Autobots blast off and the Decepticons follow. Shortly after takeoff, two massive asteroids collide. A meteor shower occurs and the Autobots use their weapons to clear a path, with the Decepticons behind them following in their their wake. But instead of destroying the Autobots, they're following them because maybe the Autobots know something they don't. They observe what the Autobots are doing, but Megatron wants to get aboard their ship and find out what they know. So they use their tractor beam to grab the Autobot ship and then board them. The Autobots and Decepticons fight. They activate the ship's overdrive, the Ark is where they're on, uh, during the fight, causing both ships to spin out of control. The Decepticon ship spins off, breaking the, tra- breaking the tractor beam, no longer, no longer to be seen. The Autobot ship crashes into a mountain on a mysterious planet, and all aboard are damaged to the point of incapacitation. Essentially, they're all dead. Four million years goes by, and a massive earthquake shakes the ship and wakes Teletran 1. As it wakes up, it sees the broken pieces of all the Autobots and the Decepticons lying there. The first to be repaired is Skywarp. Now, Teletran 1 can only repair robots that are in its immediate vicinity. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's, it's basically a, uh, like a doctor. It needs it. it had, there's an actual table, but the table has been flipped over. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it sees Skywarp lying in the area where the table would be, it starts to put Skywarp together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it goes out. It sends out a little probe to search the area and find all of these um, vehicles, and uses those schematics to repair the the Decepticons and the Autobots in the form that it's finding. Mm-hmm. So the first ones to be repaired are the Decepticons. Skywarp is fixed, and he immediately starts to pull all the Decepticons together, and they are repaired, <clears throat> and they escape the Ark. Um, Starscream, the instigator, shoots at the mountain, um, trying to bury the what's left of the ship, <coughs> which causes the mountain to shake, and Prime's inner, well, it's not, well, yeah, Prime's inner body to fall in the path of Teletran 1's repair beam. 
as the Decepticons uh, think that all the Autobots are gone. Megatron sees that there's a new planet that he's never seen, but it's rich in resources, which he assumes, you know, and he wants to harvest it and bring those resources back to Cybertron and repair it and take over Cybertron. The first step they want to do is build a new base of operations. So what they do is they spot what's, you know, those gigantic oil refineries that you see like in Long Beach. First thing that they come yeah. across is one of those. So they actually go over there and they start dismantling it, which is I, in the cartoon series, they dismantle it, which is stupid. In this one, they start to dismantle it, but they're, that's their, going to be their home base. Yeah. So what they're doing is they have completely destroyed this entire base, this, this uh, oil refinery, yeah. and they are building a new spaceship out of it. Okay? And in order, but they don't have enough resources. Uh, this oil refinery doesn't have enough resources. So what happens is, is <clears throat> they now have a small source of energon to continue the fight, but it's not enough. Soundwave tells Megatron that Laserbeak has found a source of energon on an oil drilling platform, which is several miles away. Um, they got this information from the computers that are already there at the refinery because this is one of the main suppliers. They have to know where all of the oil refineries are. So this is these those um, floating, or not floating, but those oil platforms that you see off the coast of California. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with the, the oil drilling platform. <clears throat> Somehow the Autobots have figured out a way um, to find out what the Decepticons are doing. And Cliff Jumper and Hound are sent off to find them. Um, after, after find, I've got to fix that. So, but th- it doesn't matter. After finding the Decepticons and observing them, Cliff Jumper sees an opportunity to kill Megatron, but he misses. The Decepticons attack, and they send Laserbeak off to chase them. Um, Laserbeak is able to only chase one at a time, but he sends off a probe to follow Cliff Jumper. But Cliff Jumper is able to escape the probe by destroying it. Laserbeak injures Hound. Cliff Jumper comes back later. It, as Cliff Jumper escapes, he comes back later to find that Hound has been uh, knocked off the edge of a plat- uh, a canyon, and he uses and he takes one of the other Autobots with him to grab Hound and get him back to the Ark. They get back to the Ark, give Prime the information about the Decepticons and what they are doing, and form up and set a course to attack them. Uh, based on the information that Cliff Jumper and Hound have provided, they head off towards the oil platform. And as the Decepticons get to the platform, they start to harvest the energy while keeping the humans at bay. There's a massive fight, but really the, the, they don't care because the humans can't do anything. So the humans are throwing shit at them. You know, <clears throat> this is where we will meet uh, Spike and his father, who actually goes by the nickname Sparkplug, which is kind of dumb, but whatever. Most of the. Uh, the workers on the oil platform are knocked from the platform and into the water. And as the Decepticons are harvesting the energy on the Autobots show up and bring the fight to them. The Decepticons, instead of losing their energy source, decides to destroy it. The Autobots are able to survive and help the humans while keeping the oil and fire from spreading. And this is where Spike and his father meet with the Autobots and ask to help them. We know this planet better than you and it benefit you to let us help you and that's how they get ingrained into the whole story mm-hmm. um the decepticons are also able to harvest a bunch of energon from the uh, oil platform so now they have an extra reserve we head back to the ark and as spike is sitting outside 
sorry, Spike is sitting outside writing in a journal. Um, basically, he's dumbfounded about the whole, there's gigantic robots living on Earth now. And, he, and there are good ones and there are bad ones. But he really doesn't know if if it's as black and white as it really seems to be or, you know, what the whole whole thing is. It, it's all new territory to him. So as he starts to head inside, he spots a harmless Walkman and brings it with him, thinking someone had lost it, you know, maybe a hiker or something like that. He asked the Autobots about how they transform. We get a little bit of backstory, why they transform to blend in with other societies when they travel to different planets. They show him how they can make holograms, um, Mirage's abil- ability to disappear. And while the Autobots are out, Shockwave is able to... They, they take Spike on a, ro- on, a, on a drive, you know, to show him what they can do. Mm-hmm. While the, all the other Autobots are out, Shockwave is able to access Teletran 1 and download all the location where Earth's resources are located. As Spike returns to the other Autobots to see Soundwave, Spike, sets, Spike walks in before all the other Autobots, and he sees Soundwave. Soundwave turns to attack him. Spike runs and sets off an alarm. Soundwave releases Ravage and escapes, but Ravage is caught. He uses Ravage as a deterrent. As Soundwave returns, we cut to the Decepticons, and they are watching a video on the Hoover Dam, part of what had, what Soundwave downloaded. The dam can generate a ton of power for them, so they decide that this will be their next objective. Megatron has Rumble create a tidal wave to overload the energy capacitors at the dam, which is going to cause the dam to crack because the water is rising, blah, 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 and it can't handle the amount of water that is coming at the dam. Uh, it's going. It's also going to cause the capacitors to overload and explode. But Megatron wants that so he can load energon, the energon cubes as fast as possible and get as many as possible as well. <laughs> the Autobots find out they head off to Hoover Dam and the two sides battle each other Hound attacks Rumble as the other Autobots attack the main force of the Decepticons as the attack starts Starscream starts a chain reaction in the main control room of the dam causing the Decepticons to flee except Megatron and Prime who fight fight it out through the dam overlook through to the dam overlook where Megatron knocks Prime off into the raging river and flies off laughing and also you know he Starts another chain reaction by destroying the rest of the dam. The Autobots tasting their first defeat don't know what to do. Decepticons are back at their almost completed ship, but Megatron needs a couple more sources. <coughs> one of them seems to be the uh, ruby crystals of Burma. But Starscream has used one of the Energon containers as a test to make sure they work. So a second energy source is needed. So- Shockwave suggests that the Decepticons use rocket fuel as a second source of energy, and this will get them back to Cybertron. Hound, who is just out of range of the Decepticons, has been listening in as a spy to figure out what they are actually trying to do. The Decepticons head to Burma, and they start harvesting the crystals for energy and are almost finished when the Autobots show up. The Autobots make a plan. They're going to stop the Decepticons finally, once and for all. So they rig a bomb, and Spike and Bumblebee, because they're smaller, can go inside the mines without really getting caught. But they are caught. After planting, they're they're caught after planting the bomb, and try and as they try to make their escape, the Autobots outside don't like what's going on. So Prime goes to check it out, sending his probe roller in to find Bumblebee and Spike. But the bomb goes off, damaging Prime, causing the entire mine to collapse. <coughs> the other Autobots start digging 
thinking that the Decepticons are buried and done for, so really what they're trying to do is find Spike and, and Bumblebee. The Decepticons blow their way out of the rubble and escape. Hound and Blue Street go after the Decepticons, but Skywarp is able to thwart them, damaging Hound in the process. The, the Autobots head back to the Ark to repair. Uh, Optimus Prime was also damaged. Was also damaged when the blast knocked him down a mountain. The Decepticons head back to their newly built ship and plan to attack the rocket base for the final amount of Energon. Starscream tries to betray Megatron. Megatron teaches him a lesson but doesn't kill him. Basically injures him. And he likes to keep his subordinates around. The Autobots come up with a plan to stop the Decepticons once a fraud by revealing that there was a rocket base close by. And they do this by giving the coordinates out in front of Ravage and they let Ravage escape who brings the information to Megatron. The Autobots use a hologram to make a fake rocket base set up for an attack. As the Decepticons arrive, the Autobots attack and find out that they've been duped by fake robots. However, Megatron was onto them from the start, <laughs> and he lets Prime know that, and Megatron flies off, leaving the Autobots with their failure. The remaining Decepticons attack the real base, getting their energy on, and return to their ship. Before they can take off, the Autobots show up. It's a massive battle, but the Decepticons are able to escape, and the ship flies off. Prime, taking Sideswipe's rocket pack, flies off after the Decepticon spaceship, but they shoot him out of the sky. As fi Prime falls to the ground and impacts, they watch as the ship leaves. We cut to the interior. Starscream again betrays Megatron at the last moment, and there is a standoff. As Starscream is about to fire on Megatron, Mirage appears out of nowhere. They shoot Mirage, but he is able to sabotage the ship <clears throat> as Megatron fires at Starscream, disabling him. The ship careens out of control. Mirage jumps out of the Star Cruiser and is able to parachute down. Parachute down. Parachute. Fucking stupid. The Decepticon ship crashes into the ocean, disabled, destroyed, and sinks to the bottom. And Megatron and the Decepticons are defeated? No uh, Optimus Prime speech? No. <laughs> I, you know, this is just a pitch. It's not, you know, I know, I know that mine go long, but for the most part, it's, it's a pitch, you yeah. know, I'm trying to keep it as, as uh, simple as possible. Couldn't miss me. I know. All right. Um, okay. Awesome. So. All right. And mine's not going to be as long. So, uh, let's just get down to the nitty gritty, you know? All right. So this is going to be my idea of a, uh. Of the first live action film in a Unicron trilogy. All right. Okay. Uh, anyone who knows who Unicron is, watch Transformers the movie from 1986. I don't feel like going into detail about it. Yeah. So. He's a gigantic planet eating planet. Yeah. So. With a big anus. All right. So I'll, try, I'll keep this one pretty simple. All right. He's a gigantic flying anus. A very horny anus. <sighs> all right. Um, act <sighs> one. <laughs> Having been exiled on Earth for their never-ending war on Cybertron by the uncaring and corrupt Prime Council, the leaders, Optimus Prime and Megatron, and their highest ranks of the Autobots and Decepticons are stripped of their flying capabilities and are stuck there on, on yeah, stuck there on Earth until the head of either leader stuck is stuck on Earth. Okay. Yeah, is stuck on Earth until the head of either leader is brought before said council. Um, the battle leading into the exile proceeds, proceeds the introductory narr narration and takes up the entire first act, which ends when the Autobots awaken on Earth millions of years later in the present day. 
the passage of time around both damaged ships is shown in time lapse. Uh, all right, so it's from, kind of a weird opening, but okay. Yeah, pretty much it. it there, you have a battle that's on Cybertron, and you can tell Cybertron's fucked up. The Prime Council doesn't really give a shit, but they're starting to get tired of it. So that's why they just say, you know what? We're going to fuck with these guys. We're just going to ship them off. All right? There you go. Um, teach them a lesson. All right. So second act. Unaware that the Decepticons have simultaneously awoken on the other side of the planet. Uh, both uh, the Decepticons are at the South Pole and the trans- or the Autobots are, are roughly near the North Pole. All right. The Autobots set up base in the uppermost northern area of Canada and attempt to repair their flight abilities before searching the planet for their enemy. While monitoring the world's satellites, the Autobots discover that, that the Decepticons have been attacking cities in South America for short periods before quickly disappearing again. As always, they're Decepticons, so they can outwit and out- overpower anything that tries to go against them, right? Um, still without flight, Optimus and the majority of his Autobots travel the distance to investigate. After a skirmish in lower Argentina, the Autobots discover that the Decepticons are, are taking refined materials from factories and are creating an army for a future attack. Once back at the home base, Optimus vows to stop Megatron at all costs. He then exposes his matrix of leadership and tells Ratchet to use some of its power um, to upgrade the crew, which in turn ends up weakening um, Optimus. So he cannot go to fight. Uh, third act. It is about... All right, it's about, it starts off with the, with the uh, Decepticons. Trying to draw out the Autobots and their human-loving ways, because the Decepticons love to take advantage of you know, the Autobots caring about lo- other life forms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Decepticons attack the highly populated city of Sao Paulo, Brazil, um, and start executing scores of its people. Um, it, and then also, just to let the Transformers, or let that, I keep saying the Transformers, the Autobots know, Megatron goes on the airwaves and does, you know, his, his speech, his propaganda speech or whatever you want right um optimus sends the autobots back down to fight back to you know south america uh during the battle it's discovered that the decepticons have recovered their flying abilities and had earlier sent starscream and soundwave to capture prime alive in his weakened state and the catch is only megatron can kill prime so they are only allowed to capture him they cannot they cannot kill him if they overpower him all right. So after Soundwave and his minions are shattered uh, by Prime's furious cannon blasts, Starscream is able to subdue him and flies him back to Megatron for all to witness the execution and the end of the war. Uh, while being held down by Starscream and awaiting Megatron's decapitating blow, Prime easily breaks out of his hold, out of Starscream's hold, and tears Starscream completely in half, sending his upper body crashing into Megatron's arms. And then you, you get the Starscream thing, you know, save me, Megatron! And Megatron just ends up, you know, tossing him to the side and shit. You know, the funny shit between them, right? Um, sure. <laughs> it is revealed that because Optimus was so in tuned to how Megatron thinks, that he allowed himself to be captured so that he could not, so that he could get closer to him. Um, they, uh, they then battle to the death where finally Optimus beheads, uh, Beheads Megatron. Uh, defeated the Decepticons retreat and Prime enters a, a designated ship. Um, let's say that part of the deal is with, with these with this council that did this. They didn't know all the millions of years were gonna go by, but they they had it where one of the fail safes was half of the ship that's gonna take them back to, or take just the winner back to Cybertron for judgment. Um, half of it is in the uh, Decepticon ship and the other half would be in the Autobot ship. Once uh, there's this, you know, whatever. Once one of them has been decapitated, 
Blada, you know, bada bing, bada boom, ship comes together. Here we go. All right. That's why I didn't type that shit. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Okay. So uh, after uh, with uh, with Megatron's head, Prime enters a designated ship that's programmed to only activate when the head of, head of either uh, leader is inserted into like a, a large slot. Um, all right, so then you have uh, Prime saying, he says goodbye to everybody, and he says, I will return for you. Uh, and then you cue the end credits, right? Um, well, after the end credits or mid-credits or whatever, the f- however the fuck you want to do it, uh, the ship, uh, the ship uh, ends up approaching what looks to be you know, Cybertron in the distance when suddenly um, a, a tractor beam violently grabs hold and speeds the ship towards something massive that Prime says can't seem... can't can't be Cybertron. It's got to be something else. Uh, once face-to-face with the pl- planet-sized monstrosity, Optimus Prime says in a confused yet defeated voice that it's Unicron, but how? An all-encompassing light with a booming voice orders Prime to surrender his matrix and the head of Megatron. First sending out the head, Prime says to himself that he would rather die than give the matrix to that abomination. Prime straps on a jetpack and proceeds to detonate the ship, flying away in the debris. Not swayed, Unicron activates Megatron's head and tells him that he has many plans in store for him. And then that's the end. So that would be the first film in a Unicron trilogy, where pretty much you're gonna it's gonna it's 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 got a lot of elements from Transformers the movie nineteen eighty six, right? You might change things a little bit up where instead of of Megatron killing you know Optimus Prime at the end or in at the beginning of the movie, you have it where Optimus kills him and and then the head is what ends up becoming gets completely turned into Galvatron by uh, Unicron and go from there. So, I, I my purpose with this was to do something where you it's simple. It, it's it's really simple where you just use what's already been used that Michael Bay could have done, should have done, but didn't do. And and you everyone you know and of course this is just my little spec idea so. You, of course, you refine it and you and you also add to it and you make it way better than what I've I've written. My mind is just a quick idea, all right. Um, but yeah, I mean that's something that fucking simple you could make way better. Like wh- the way your shit sounded was like, uh, oh man, it was like I was watching. Uh, well, I know you don't like this fucking show, but it was kind of like watching uh, like the Tron cartoon or something, where it's just this huge world of all these different you know characters and. And stuff that ends up, you know, leading into this, leading into that. It, you know, there's more detail to it. It's not just some little kid shit that that no one, no one ends up caring about later on. So, that's what I got. If you can't, if you can't improve on the past, might as well use something from the past. You know. If you can't improve on the past. If you can't improve on the past, you might as well use what it is from the past again. Sure. All right. All right. Sounds good. So that's my pitch. Well, that's all I got. All right, that's all we got for this week's episode of The Pitch. Next week, The Pitch is going to be driving movies because we just saw Baby Driver. Yeah. And, well, let me just say, we driving movies. <laughs> movies about cars. It could be anything. I'm just going to steal the synopsis for uh, for either Vanishing Point or Death Proof. I'm kidding. I already know what I'm going to do. But Death Proof may be an inspiration. Yeah. I already know what I'm going to do. Everybody's, you, you, you've heard my inspiration for a lot yeah. of things, and I'm not going to get too much into it. All I know is that one of the characters, I have to figure out who is going to play him. Okay. So. Okay, so you're actually going to talk or add some casting to it, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like designated, you know, just because they're made for it. Right? Because it has to be this way. Yeah. I got you. 
All right, like John Goodman, Goodman playing the the Colonel Sanders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody else should. Right. All right. Uh, that's it. That's uh, me. You're you. That's the pitch. I do. <laughs> Come on, man. Just whatever. Just yeah. That's, what that's, that's whatever it is, man. Yep. Bye. Bye. Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. This is the Cinescape Movie Podcast. We thank you for listening to the show. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us or tweet us. My handle is at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. My handle. That's what I call it, my handle. You can tweet me at. You can send me a tweet at. Tweet me at. You can follow me. Fuck off. All right. Yeah, follow. You can you know, follow me or tweet me at. Send a tweet to. All right. Follow. Follow would be better. You can follow me on tweet, Twitter. You can Twitter me. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. And for me, it is at. What about you? MPS 5150 because I make it easy. Yeah, you do. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. And please remember, share the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. What is it, Joe? Yeah. You see that little button over there? Yeah. Yes. All you what do button? The little share button. Which button is that? It says share. Sometimes it's a little arrow that goes in a circle. Regardless, it's there. Or more. So share. Share. Share that podcast. Click that shit. <laughs> it's simple. Please. We put we do put some work into this. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not as much as we should. But still, all you have to do is click the share button. Yeah. Click anything that says share. Like on our movie reviews, there's a Facebook share and a Google Plus. Pick one. We Sp- prefer Facebook, but you know. Spread the love. Help us grow. Spread the love, and we will spread our legs open for you. No, we won't. I take showers. Well, what is that one? Show the balls? <laughs> open your balls. Open your balls. <laughs> shower, yeah. Share, share, share the show. Share the hell out of it. <laughs> share. Give her some love. I sound like little Nick. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> this is the end. It's the end. Benito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.